When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode 70 of the Villarette Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here again with you this week. And this week, I am delighted to be joined by Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? Great, Ronan. Thanks a million. And Shane McGoo McGoldrick. Shane, how are you? All good, Ronan. Cheers. And Donald Kelly. Donald, how are you? Hey, Ronan. Thank you. So this week, we will look back on last week's victory over Motherwell at Fir Park. We will hear your shouts from the shed end. We have a case of the White Hag beer to give away from last week's game. And as well as that, we will discuss the latest news surrounding Sligo Rovers. And we will also look ahead to the second leg on Thursday evening. So, Jerry, first of all, going back to Thursday evening's game, um, a very a memorable victory in the history of Sligo Rovers. Yeah, it was definitely one that's uh, is going to live a long time in the memory. Um, it's not often. Look, uh, we go away in Europe and and win um, and win win the way we did. Like it was a really professional performance and um, stuck to our game plan, very disciplined. Um, so yeah, um, now now it's just to, to go and finish off the job, really, isn't it? On on Thursday night. And Magoo, Jerry mentioned the word discipline there. The shape, the defending of the team was very good on Thursday evening. Yeah, I think, I think the game plan was brilliant. Um, executed brilliantly by all the players. Everybody stuck to their to their task and their job. Uh, over the full 90 minutes, no man put a foot out of place, really. Um, I think everybody was really on it, up for it. Um, and it was just... It was great, like the hunger and the battle and the willingness to fight, and it was it was unreal. Like that, it was uh, work, effort, and commitment is what won the game. Like, like football was good at, and at times, like there's times we could play better, really, as well. But it was just sheer commitment and work rate and efforts is what won the game, and it was just brilliant to watch, brilliant to see, brilliant. And Donald Magoo mentioned there about the work rate of the team last week. We talked about that and uh, the willingness to put your body on the line. What do you think yourself? Was there plenty of that on Thursday evening? Oh, 100% Ronan. Yeah, like nobody pulled out of any tackles. There was uh, the work rate from the wingers, uh, particularly I thought they to give the full-backs great cover. Centre-halves were so organised and Adam McDonnell and Nigel Morton in midfield covered some amount of ground. Uh, it just it was a fantastic performance, a really, really mature performance and, you know, I wouldn't say it was faultless, but certainly like to take the lead and see out the game the way we did was really, really impressive, I felt anyway. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry there, Donald mentioned the wingers, Will Fitzgerald and Carlos Sullivan started on Thursday evening. I suppose both players were willing to get down the line, get crosses into the box, but also Will Fitzgerald 
was in the box plenty of times. He had chances of himself to score. Yeah, um, I think particularly in the first half, um, he had a couple of chances in around the box. But um, from where we were in the stand, it was kind of a little bit difficult to see at times. Um, I'd love to, I didn't get a chance to watch the game back. I'd love to watch it back. Um, but look, I suppose the wingers, particularly O'Sullivan, uh, big shout out to him, kind of epitomised that work rate and effort. Um, he must have covered every blade of grass in, in Fair Park. Um, I thought he was really, really good um, on and off the ball. Um, and, you know, I think that's what, that's what we need to do again. It's just, uh, it's, I think, look, to be honest with you, everybody says that, oh, Motherwell are shite and Motherwell this, that and the other and blah, 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 blah. But Motherwell are a good team. Um, they're not shite. They are the favourites for a reason. They're still the favourites. Um, and we have a hell of, hell of a lot of work to do to go through under no illusion or under no estimation. Um, but we need to bring that again uh, to the shoulders on Thursday night and maybe up a little, up it a little, even more, work even harder, match them every stride of the stride for stride, tackle for tackle, win your battles. And I think that will take us through and maybe possibly be a slightly a little bit better uh, on the ball uh, and possession and holding, holding, uh, holding, keeping the football. I'm even nervous kind of thinking about it and talking about it, to be honest with you. But again, I think we've learned so much um, from Bala. Um, and I think those two European, and like fairness, we did say it, that we did think that those two European games would stand to us. And it definitely, definitely has. I think we've learned so much. And you could see that in the game plan, in the discipline, the last night and the work rate, you know, sometimes things might be going for you, but you just dig in. And I, I think whoever really wants, I don't, look, obviously they're a better team than us. But I, and they are probably have more quality than us. You know, look, they obviously do. But I think if we match them in effort, we will go through without a shadow of a doubt. And what we've learned from the, the previous games. So I, I, have, I have no doubt whatsoever that we'll go through. I know I'm jumping ahead there, but that's just the way I feel at the moment. And Magoo, one thing we knew coming into last Thursday is that Aidan Keane is well able to score goals and his 13th, de- his 13th goal of the season was a, was once another special one on Thursday evening. Yeah, the man doesn't score tap. He doesn't score tappings, does he? Huh? What is he going to get it happen? He's the ice man. Ice in his veins in front of the goals, that lad. Um, look, look we, we spoke about it last week that we were like, so we get chances that, you know, like... We were saying that we had it. We had a chance. We were, we were giving ourselves a, a chance, a slight chance. I was thinking maybe a draw would be would be a great result. Like, but we knew that we'd get chances. And if if one of them dropped the key, the likelihood is he's going to bury it. It could be the same here again on Thursday night. That we will get chances, and we just have to hope that one of them falls rightly for him because it's only one outcome really when when it lands his feet in around the box. And that's where you, that's where you, like we, we spoke about it so many times, getting him in around the box. Like once he's there, he needs to be so close up close to the box because once he's there, and the chance falls to him, nine out of ten times it's it's onion bag. And Donald, the uh, the goal on Thursday just epitomised Aidan Keener running in behind. Well, he was running in behind, but he capitalised on the defensive error by Motherwell. Yeah, Ronan, I I think that might have been something that was identified probably probably before the game. 
Um, like it's certainly Kino was he was very live there to that to that centre half. Uh, he might, may, I don't know maybe he wasn't the greatest in the year at centre half, but Kino his anticipation was bang on and literally like that finish. Oh God, it was uh, t- absolutely top drawer. And I'd say there were so many grown men going around Psycho uh, all weekend singing the or humming the Aidan <laughs> Keenan songs to themselves. It was absolutely oh such a feeling. He's he really is. He, he's something else. And it, it just to me, it feels like we fit him and he fits us at the moment. Anyway, it's 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 a real feel good factor around him, and uh, uh, it's great to have him there because he is, as Magoo said, he is the ice man. Like give him a chance and he'll finish. No problem. Uh, look, just on what Donald's saying there, uh, Ronan, like, and what McGill was saying, and what we all know is that we need to get um, Aiden Kena near the the, the goals. Um, and, like, it's all well and good being the ice man and, you know, taking goals. But if you're not in that position, you're not going to be the ice man or you're not going to get the goals. He needs to be further up the pitch. Um, and, you know, he got that one chance on, on Thursday night and he took it. So we need the same again from, from him. No point looking like a lovely number 10 in the middle of the pitch, stroking the ball around and going nowhere. You know, he might get less touches. He might get, you know, like some of the best strikers only get fucking 10, 11, 12 touches in a game. But they're probably the most um, positive 10, 11, 12 touches in the game from the entire team. So we need him, he need him up in and around there. Your man, Robert Mugabe, the fella at the back, he's not great. You turn him, make him face towards his own goal. You know, I think there, from looking at him last season, there is mistakes in him. He's a bit of a swiper, uh, and you don't know where the ball is going to go with him. Like I'd be, I'd be playing in and around. If, oh, what the fuck do I know? But I'd be sniffing in and around him and looking for scraps off him more so than anything else. And guess there's another goal there for Aiden Kane, 110. percent But he needs to be playing exactly where he's playing the last day. I know late in the second half, the swapped himself and Mata. And in fairness, look, that was a positive. Um, Positive change too when it kept us on the front foot. But from from the off, he needs to be sniffing in around uh, son of Mugabe. And Magoo there, going back to pitch, you had Shane Blaney and Gary Buckley as the centre halves. I suppose that the partnership we'll be looking for again on Thursday evening. Oh, absolutely. I thought two of them were outstanding. I thought the whole defence was outstanding. Uh, Luke and the goals was outstanding. But did, we were on a lot. Um, your man Van, Van Veen, is it? Last week, we were saying he's the danger man and stuff. And obviously, he's only come back from injury. He wasn't fit or whatever like that. But I think in the first couple of minutes, I think Blaney smashed him in the first couple of minutes. And he obviously, not 100% fit, didn't really fancy it for the rest of the game, I don't think. And I think Blaney and his measure, we were wondering who'd win the physical battle. Would any of our lads be, be physical enough to take him on? Blaney bet him all day, ends up on a Thursday night. And then Buckley was just back to his usual uh, calm cool, assured self, just strolling, like the biggest games in, that you could guess, and Buckley's just gliding through it, like, just unreal, fagging them out. Yeah. The first but I thought, I thought, I don't know the whole thing, like, we have to, like, for Luke to way as well, to come in after all that's gone on with, with Ed going and all that, and coming in into a game like that, I know he played against UCD whatever week four, but uh, Ed wasn't on the last day, like, all eyes would have been on Luke then, on Thursday night, and I thought he was outstanding, like, he didn't, he had a, lot, a couple of long-range efforts, but there was one in the first half where I think one of the lads gave a, a short back pass or a short, and he'd come out to the edge of the box and just tipped it away from the striker with his hand like it was brilliant. 
we really, we realised and I thought his, and his distribution is unreal as well with his feet and so calm and cool with the ball at his feet um, so yeah I think the whole, and, and obviously look uh, Banksy and, and Paddy Kirk as well were outstanding in full back areas Just on um, on, on uh, Van Veen yeah, signed an extended contract today so he signed now till 2024 which has kind of cleared up the doubt about him going back to Holland um, but I <sighs> Uh, and he strikes me as this type of player, right? And I also noticed one or two uh, Motherwell fans commenting on Twitter today. But he seems like the type of fella that once he has the comfort of a contract, he he probably loses a certain percentage of his game. He's the type of player that needs to be kind of playing for something or like kind of almost pissed off. Do you know that type of player where the world is against him and he... Uh, something to prove. Yeah, something to prove. And now he's after getting a new contract. So basically what they were saying is they were almost a little bit worried that he got a new contract and that would he turn up on, on Thursday night or would he turn up for the, the rest of the season? Because like as Miguel was saying there, he got a kick earlier on from, from, from Blaney. And, you know, I think Van Veen is... has He seems to have a, a bigger type of ego and... I nearly put them. I nearly put the Motherwell team into Porto cabin for for dressing rooms and make it as difficult in every way, shape, or form for them as possible. Because this fella, I wouldn't say he's a prima donna, but he likes to feel like he's the special one and that kind of thing. And I don't think he'll he'll fa- hopefully it's pissing rain and hailstones and Thursday night. I don't I don't think he'd fancy that to be honest with you. That'd suit us right down to the ground. Um, the other thing what, I'd say what, is we're not standing out in us, huh? What does it not standing out in us? We're well used to it now. We're well, well, well <laughs> but the other thing as well in, in, in the group, I was saying that Blaney will be, you know, physically he will be well able for him. And everybody, well, a lot of people disagreed. And in fairness, he proved, Blaney made a, you know, he was brilliant the other night um, and he, he schooled, he schooled Van Veen. Had him in his pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. understand. But defensively, the whole team was outstanding. Like, yeah. as we said at the start, just the game plan worked perfectly. And the stock tower for the 90 minutes, like, yeah, um, every man put in an unbelievable shift. It was an awful lot of injury time, was there, at the end of the game? Five minutes, Jerry, I think. Yeah, I, I thought there was a lot more than what there should have been. It didn't feel, it, it. I don't know, I can't recall any, like, major stoppages during the game or eight, yeah. no. Five minutes did seem excessive or eight, yeah. yeah. Um, but your man, Van Veen, I would be concerned, he's, I know what you're saying, Jerry, but he's the kind of player that Blink of an eye, if you switch off once against him, oh, he yeah. could punish you, you know. So, you know, you need to look. That's, that's going to be the mall, though, in fairness. Like, there's no way we can we can't switch off and we can't have any passengers and we can't be at 70 or 80 percent at Thursday night. Like, it has we have to be 100 percent. Like, yeah. make no bones about it. Like, this we're like these fellas are still, I'd say these fellas are still expecting to get through and to, to become in full. And that's kind of a good thing, I think, because I don't think they're going to change. Their game. Listen to you, man. Uh, the the manager, their manager, after the game, the way he was talking, as if they were unlucky, and the career, the career of the chances to just it was pre season. It didn't go in. Like so, hopefully they have it in their head that they'll stick to the same game plan, the same formation, and stuff like that, and we'll we'll be ready for them again. Yeah, I um, I just hope like. As the, you were saying there, just like the, the, the lads learned from the, the second leg against Ballotown, to, to me, like 
this is what football is all about for, for for lads like that. This is, I mean, this is such a such a game. The atmosphere, everything is just it's what you want to play in, like you know, as a professional footballer. So I just I really hope they embrace it and like like you know just make the most of it because uh, like days like this they don't come around very very often, especially for a club like ours. So. It's as, big, it's as big as the cup final nearly without the medals at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And I hope, like, not only learning from Ballatown, but, like, Russell was in that, Rosen, the team that played Rosenberg. And I know for a fact that team hasn't spoken to the Lowe's and afterwards. Like, after we won away from home, like, they'd done a few silly things, whatever, a few of them went out and stuff like that. They probably didn't. They probably weren't on it the way they should have been all week. And then when we went to goal up, like they probably thought the thing was over. Like so, you know, not only have the players there, but hopefully Russell will be able to drill home to them the importance all week of like taking this as a new game. Nothing is done yeah. on it from the start for a hundred percent because, as you say, uh, Donald, like these are games that you have to embrace and like yeah, like realize how big it is, but not fear it. Like you know what I mean? And you can write stuff into history and folk in the folklore of the club, like absolutely. But any soundbites I've heard from John Russell since after the game, he's referenced the Rosenberg game already. Like so, yeah. he's putting it out yeah. there. You know, yeah. I was reading thing. I was reading um, a couple of years ago. I was reading uh, an article uh, about John uh, Coleman. It was in one of the, the broadsheets over in, over in England, um, and it was a, it was a great interview with him. It was like Jesus, quite lengthy. But he says the biggest regret that he has in football uh, ever was going out of Europe to Rosenberg. Yeah, we had it in our hands. Yeah. So, we don't want to fucking repeat that. No. No. Avenger Rosenberg. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's... It, Go on. It, I'm just going to say, it's there for us, like, but, you know, we have to... You have to go and grasp it, and, and the only way you're going to do that is everything has to be put in by every man on the pitch and on the bench and in the stands and everybody has to be at one and willing to shout and roar for a hundred and however long it takes, however many minutes it'll take. And even for, for the fans as well, like the fans have their pair to, to play in it as well. Like, you know, and like hopefully it doesn't come to it, but if we do go down a goal behind early, like that you don't get on the team's back, just stay behind them for the full 90 minutes. Regardless, even if we're 3-0 down 10 minutes to go, just stay behind them because, in fairness, it's, again, we may never get this chance for another 10 years. So everybody just make the most of it on the night and, and live it up because this is what football is all about, yeah. And no more, no more not saying about the players. Like, fans, enjoy it like, as well, though. because yes, Absolutely. You know, shouting and roaring and giving out and everything. Like, because you might not get this again. Like, and it's, like, the buzz around the place these last couple of weeks with the European games has been unreal. It's been fucking brilliant, like. The way games and and all over Twitter, the hashtags and everything—it's just been brilliant. Bringing see, seeing what it's done for everybody and bringing everybody together and the feel good factor on the club. And then you've Mada signing today and like the feel good factor around the place has been really really good. Yeah, it, so, it shows the it shows the potential of the club um, and where we we realistically can go. We're not talking about like you know group stages, the Champions League or the Europa League or you know fuck. To be honest, getting into the conference group stages, whatever. but like you know, winning in Europe and the special feeling that it brings, you know, to the club and to the fans and the togetherness and everything like that. Like, you know, we want more and more of that. And 
it's absolutely there. And I think if we can win on Thursday night, you know, it really does uh, it could push us ahead for, for a few years, you know. It, it really will be a building block. And I suppose, look, you know, in the last year or two, kind of a relaunch of the 500 club and, 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 and that. And, you know, I suppose, look, the age profile of the 500 club is guys that are age 60 to 70, but we need younger people coming on board to maintain, uh, I suppose, the standards within the club to keep kind of aspiring for Europe. And we don't have Dermot Desmond or we don't have Philip O'Doherty. We don't have the Comer brothers. We've none of that. We don't, the only thing that we have is each other. And I would appeal, urge fans, you know, to sign up for the 500 club to keep, keep us pushing forward. And I suppose to get, you know, young members into the club, um, you look at the likes of Bose with their, their membership has gone through the roof. Um, and it's something that we, I suppose, as a club, we kind of, we're not a privately owned club and we're not, you know, anything other than a, a fan owned club. And, but we need new blood coming in and, you know, it's like as I was saying earlier on, like it's the price you wouldn't give it a pint. You wouldn't get a pint now for a five a week. So would you give up a pint of beer, one one pint of beer a week, to keep the show on the road, to keep us foot pushing forward, to get more of this? You know, that's that's ultimately what a fan owned club is about. And you know, uh, I know we were going to talk about it earlier, but I suppose now is the time is right. And you know that that you know that I'll be giving out flyers or forms tomorrow night for for people that are interested in joining. Others will be as well, and and look, you know, just we we can keep this going, but we need we need strength in numbers. And the final thought on the Motherwell game, lads. I suppose it's it was great to see so many former players. I know a lot of them are living over in Scotland. They're from Scotland. They live in Scotland, but it was great to see so many former players support the team on the night. Magoo. Yeah, it's great. Look, it's just kind of. Talking about what Jerry's saying there, like it, it's like with the fa- with the family feel around the club and not where it's been fan owned and stuff. Like once players come over and they're here for a couple of years, they kind of buy into that. Most of them do, and they and they get the feeling of the place, and you know the growth of love it and stuff like that. So they kind of have a those seem to have you see with ex players all over Twitter and stuff, and they just all seem to have a special affinity with the club. And uh, it was great to see. I didn't I didn't happen to run into any of them myself now in in. Bear one hundred because we couldn't get a we couldn't get served in there, so we have a journey to go further afield. But <laughs> um, it was it's great to see around England with everybody like and and being involved and then to see the see them up on Twitter, um, roaring and shouting and giving it loads like and really getting involved and and feeling passionate about the result and stuff was great. Right, lads, we'll move on now to the shouts from the shed end. Don't forget, you can get your shouts from Shed End in after the second leg against Motherwell on Thursday. Just use a WhatsApp voice note on the number 085-815-9767 and we can hear those now. This is Sean from America. Um, well, it's been, a, been quite the week. We lost Ed, we lost to UCD, but then we beat, uh, we won that first leg. So it's been up and down and uh, credit to the boys for putting in a shift. They played outstanding and uh, the, the supporters were amazing as well. 
So credit to the boys for doing that, keeping a clean sheet, scoring the goal, put us in a good position for uh, for Thursday night. And uh, even more credit to uh, John Russell for making the necessary changes uh, before the game to the shape and to the lineup. And uh, hopefully we can do it again. Lots of energy. A uh, couple more goals, I think, and uh, see this one out. Extremely winnable tie and uh, put us through the next round. So looking forward to it, and I know the boys can do it. Up the Rovers. That's your shouts from the shed end. Don't forget, once again, you can get them in after the second leg against Motherwell on Thursday evening using a WhatsApp voice note on 085-815-9767. Now, Jerry, beer score at cast time. Did we have a case of white hack beer to give away following last Thursday's victory over Motherwell? We did, but um, I don't know if anybody predicted it right. I have to go back through them because I didn't get a chance, but... Um... I did, Jerry. What's that? I did. Did you? I got the right prediction, yeah. Oh, there you go. There's our winner. Happy days. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. So, I, got, yeah, I think there was a good few, to be fair. I think there was a good few 1-0 Rovers uh, uh, predictions, to be fair. 1-0? Yeah. Okay, Just... we'll go back to it. I think we've got two cases anyways running, so we can give my... another one away. That's my problem. And we'll give them away again on Thursday as well. Yeah. Someone pricks right. That's perfect. So don't forget, yeah, beer scorecast on the game on Thursday. The post will go up, and all you have to do is predict the right score using the hashtag beer scorecast and tag the white hag and tag the trust. Now moving on, just um looking back on the latest news the last week. I suppose first of all, Jerry, you mentioned earlier on the 500 club and the importance of that for the future of the club. Um, I suppose you mentioned earlier on that how it's, you know, for future generations, but the importance of not a younger generation, but new, new fresh faces coming into Sligo Rovers. Yeah. And like, there's no obligation on anybody to do And it's just, I suppose that, and obviously if you want to, you can, but, um, you know, look, the members club is only as strong as the amount of members that it has. Um, and I suppose the demographic of the, the membership is getting older and older and older. There hasn't really been a push on it um, throughout the years. Um, so you can pay a one-off payment, I think it's like of £635, or euro, sorry, was £500. Um, and that will get you a lifetime membership. And there's also then the route through the, the 500 club, um, which, you know, just like 14500 in prize money given out every year. Um, and it's like an unbelievably um, strong fundraiser for the club. And also you get membership then on the back of that over a period of time. So, um, yeah, it just needs to be reinvigorated and let's go again. I suppose you look at the success of the, say, the Shamrock Rovers 400 club. Um, you look at the success that both have in terms of membership. Um, so we need to be really looking at that and, I suppose, like as you're saying, look, it's a fiver a week. Um, you won't get much for a fiver a week these days, but you get a hell of a lot of enjoyment by being a member um, and uh, of Sligo Rovers. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there, Jerry. Um, twenty euro a week, a twenty euro a month rather is it's peanuts really in the greater scheme of things. 
And like we're not Manchester United, we're not Barcelona, we're not Real Madrid. We are your local football team, you know. And whatever you put in, if if it's buying a five euro worth of raffle tickets going in the gate, uh, twenty euro for the for the five hundred club, every penny of that money goes into the club. And like the, as as Jerry said, there the club is only as strong as as its membership. And the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So definitely, it's 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 money well spent in my eyes anyway. I was talking to um we were getting a lift to the train station there uh, over in Motherwell and uh, the taxi driver was a Motherwell fan and he was saying you know that he goes to all the games and he brings his son to the games and we're saying you know will you go over to the game in in Sligo and he was like no I, I to be honest yeah, I can't afford it and I can't afford to take time off work but he says uh, I'm uh, in the Motherwell um the Motherwell Trust uh, you know the the the, org- the organization that runs the club when he pays. He wasn't if, if he wasn't if able to afford to go to Ireland, but he pays thirty five pounds a month into the Motherwell uh, Society, um, which is you know almost fifty euros a week or uh, sorry, a month. Um, so again, like we're very much like very much like them in that you know the Motherwell Society runs the football club and likewise here, uh, you know it's a membership owned club as well. So. Um, 20 isn't, uh, isn't, you know, look, I know it's tough times and all that, but as I said to you, the enjoyment that you get out of it, um, and it just shows you over the last few months uh, and years, um, you know, look, we're all over fans. No one's going to change. Uh, I don't think about that. We're all diehards. Um, and it's just, look, the more diehards together putting in a fiver a week, the more chance we have. So, and I, saw, and I don't want to be going on and on about wrecking people's heads, but it is, it is important. And Magoo, it's important that you know the money that goes into this that it can be seen then for years to come as well. Um, yeah, well, I think in fairness to the club, it, it, it's always seen. You know, anything, any money we do get, you can just take a walk around the showgrounds and you'll see the last money we got from Europe and stuff like that. It's all very things are very transparent and visible here. It's nothing is hidden, and there's no there's no cloak and dagger stuff going on. Like everything is visible, but like as the lads were saying, like it. It's just, it, it means and feels so much more like supporting your own club and being there in the good times. So like to be like, have some kind of part and feel like you have some part ownership and some part that you've helped build something. You know, if you, if you join something, if you, you feel like you've helped build this, it just means so much more and it will mean so much more and um, something to be proud of from everyone and anyone who puts in any sort of effort into it. Whether it be joining the 500 club or selling tickets or anything. Everybody everybody has to be pulling in the same direction. And as Jerry said, there's no obligation on anyone to to buy anything or do anything. But anybody does, it's greatly appreciated. But I and you know you get back so much more. Yeah. Moving on lads now the Donald the senior women's team, they were in action last Saturday. They lost five two to Goblin, but there were plenty of encouraging signs at the beginning of that game. They went one ahead and then two one ahead in that game. Yeah, definitely rolling. They were, uh, well, I, I don't know if you could say that they were unlucky, but definitely they started the game very well. And uh, I suppose unfortunate to, to the, the scoreline at the end was unfortunate. But um, I suppose these things happen. As we were saying last week, it's the first, it's the first fun season. So you will probably have a couple of erratic results like that. 
but they have another big game as well themselves on uh, on at the weekend. So um, it's definitely something to look forward to too. You know, and the game will be televised live on TG Car Magoo. How important is yeah. it that the the game can be seen on a national audience? Yeah, like like first first of all, it's great. Like the first game that that TG Car are going to televise like is here at the Shoguns. Like so, that's another huge momentous occasion for the team. Like every week, every couple of weeks, there seems to be such a big momentous occasion for them. Like, um, also, I I'd love if there was a good crowd. Like, if there was you know, with the feel good facts we're talking about around it, if there was some kind of bounce. If you got a bit of a bounce after Thursday night, if we won, if if, if brought in a good crowd, like just to see, it, and not only for the girls themselves playing it and stuff, but you know, on telly, a good crowd here and everything, but just for uh, people watching, like to see how well supported it is and how well supported they are would be great. Right, lads. Final part of the, this week's episode. We will look ahead now to the Motherwell second leg. Donald, would you go for the same starting lineup as the first leg? Yeah, Ronan, I don't think I would change anything at all. Um, certainly, uh, Keane up front for me, definitely. I like Cody kind of playing behind him a bit as well. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything with that, with the, with how we start the game on, uh, on last Thursday. Uh, I do think that they're going to have to come out and hopefully, like, we'd be able to hit them on the break and with Keane up front. Maybe maybe sneak a goal and uh, really just put them under pressure. Then you know. And Jerry, there, David Cawley, so I'm starting the last game. Um, I suppose Matter came off the bench. He had an impact. Was it a penalty? Wasn't a penalty. Um, but well, you certainly would, as you mentioned, you're done. You'd want Keena starting in the the centre forward position. Yeah, look, it's a great it's a great position to be in in terms of um you know being able to bring Matt on and it was like a positive sub- substitution at the time. Um Matt and Keena switched uh Keena went into midfield and Matt went up front. And I suppose it was at that type it was at that stage in the game where you still want to be positive, but you don't want to throw everything at it. Um and the game was getting a little bit stretched, so Matt could get in behind him. When he did get in behind, he did an unbelievable chance to uh, to make it 2-0. I think everybody in the stand was trying to kick the ball for him at the time. He kind of took one, two, three touches and the chance went. Um, oh, I don't really like saying it, but I just hope we're not looking back and things like that and and what should have, could have, would have been. Um, but having said that, he still had to get into the position in the first place. So, you know... Um, but I, I I'd like to see the I'd like to see us starting with the same lineup as we did the last day and even like the substitutions like I would love to see the game going the exact same way obviously as it did on Thursday night, um in just the way that we approached it in the game plan and not I'm talking about obviously want to win one nil but it's more about the game plan and the approach and the intensity and you know the will the will to win just I'd love to see that again I think it was brilliant and. I just think we've learned so much, as I said previously, from the first two ball games. You mentioned there about the penalty. Well, I don't know. I don't think there's any debate whatsoever um, about whether it was a penalty or not. It should have been a penalty and a red card because his arm clearly goes out from his body and hits off. He, he basically nudges the ball away with his arm to prevent a goal. So it's a red card sending off. And I don't know how a referee running towards the goal cannot see that or the officials. Um, it's... Absolutely, bull 
to be honest, you know, they didn't see that. Um, so look, um, yeah, more of the same, Ronan. And Magoo there, they didn't clean up front and I'm sorry, I can't even say it. Um, can't think of a question, no? Jesus. Uh, um, Jesus. But, uh, I suppose the same question to Magoo. Yeah, it's the same question, I suppose, Magoo. Like, the same kind of start nine up as the last day. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I keep it the same. Um, go with the one up top. I think, obviously, Motherwell will have more possession than us, I would imagine, even though we're the home team, which is fine. Be happy enough with that. Um, play them on the break. Uh, hopefully, I don't know if it was just me, or if it was just the, the bigger pitch, or whether it was I was half cut. But there seemed to be an awful lot of um, space down the sides like, and stuff, so I'd be, I'd be hoping maybe at home we might get to exploit that more, get Paddy Kirk rolling up and down that wing whenever he gets a chance like not fucking gung-ho now because we have a lead to protect but just you know in the right moments getting up because I think he if there's space there for if they leave space for him to go into I think he could be a, a lethal weapon on Thursday night like um, but yeah I'd, I'd keep definitely keep the same starting line up same positions and um, hopefully um, the same result same outcome they have got the um, thing is, the only thing I will say is that we like there was times where we, we kind of we probably didn't look after the ball as as well as we could have. I now like I think on a tighter pitch, and you know if if you start just kicking it into space and kicking it along, it's going to come back at you an awful lot quicker. So I, I would just like to say maybe look after the ball a wee bit more, take more care on us, and you know we don't have we don't have to win. Like I'm not saying play for a draw, but we don't need to be any rush to score a goal or to go mad at the pitch just take care of the ball hold on to it and be cute and clever with things you know get be cynical fall over get free kicks take your time with throw-ins kick-outs all that kind of stuff just uh, professional be professional about it yeah and I would I would be cynical to be honest I'd go beyond professionalism I would be cynical in that you know if the ball needs to go into Tracy Avenue put it into Tracy Avenue don't try to be clever or trying to you know, do too much like, you know, if in doubt, look, we all know playing football from five or six, if in doubt you put it out, look, it's a basic rule of defending, just fucking put it anywhere if you have to and then just slow it down and slow it down and slow it down. Be cynical and go down. Uh, I even seen the, it's funny at halftime, I seen uh, one of the Motherwell, I don't know if he was a director or whatever, he went around and talked to all the boys, ball boys at halftime. He was basically telling them to hurry up because they were taking too long getting the ball back into play. So that's, you know, like it's again, we go down to the fine detail about things like that. You know, play every single little bit of advantage uh, in your favor, whether it's being cynical or whether even the ball boys slow things down or whether I, I don't know, um, lashing the ball out of place. So, fucking what? It's all about the result now, you know, it's all about the result. And uh, nobody's gonna, repl- nobody's gonna remember if you put, look, obviously, we want to protect the ball better, but like there's times and places. And we just need to, you know, look, I think, again, that we will do that. Um, we probably, have, you know, um, have as much European experience, if not more than they, than they have. Uh, they think they're playing, probably coming over to play a typical British-type game when, you know, I think we're a bit more savvy than that. Um, and, you know, I, I think that'll, that'll stand to us. Um, the one thing I noticed as well about John Russell in, in his interview, you know, he was saying about, you know, if we go, go down after 20 minutes, or in the first 20 minutes that we don't change our game plan, we keep doing what we're supposed to be doing. 
Um, not sure, obviously, what the game plan is, but I don't know about you. Like, I my thoughts are that we kind of sit in uh, from the start um, and just try and pick them off on the break. But at the same time, too, do you try and catch them cold and maybe go at them for the first 20 minutes? What What do you think, uh, Um I suppose you'd have to kind of be feeling your way into the game and see see what their how their what their approach is like. But if they're if they're if they're if they were to come out and kind of sit deep and be afraid to go a second goal down, like I would be very much on the thing of try and play the game in their half while not being going gung ho. Obviously, you know what I mean. But mm. as much as you could be be in their half rather than their own. Yeah. But I I quite happily too sit in. And protect no bother and let them because they didn't get in behind us really the other night at all. No, they did one. I think they did one great chance in the first half where it kind of it was a bit behind your man and he stretched for it and went by the post. But apart from that, it was kind of all long range stuff. And Luke had to come out to the edge of the box, but that was their own mistake. They didn't really create getting in around the back of us and stuff like that. So, like, if it's on a tighter pitch now as well, like you'd like to think that we'd be able to cope with them down the sides and getting through us like that. and so I'd be quite happy to sit in if that's what it came to, yeah. If they wanted to push up and let them push up because you've seen what the centre half was like there. Like he's, I was saying in a half time in the group last day, like he's a, he needs to be got at in the second half. But even again in this leg, like he looks like ability. Like I'd, I'd, if he was, if they were pushing up and leaving space in behind, like he could have a field later. If, if, the, if we're acuting up with the right pass and at the right time. From his performance the last day, if he was playing for us, I'd be worried. Yeah, hundred percent. He looked. He looked like his head was gone during the game. He looked like his. He he'd lost the run of himself a bit on yeah. uh, last Thursday. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, I suppose the the one thing I like. I was just saying before we came on. Um, I won the lead. I I nearly prefer a one the lead going into a game like this than a than a two nil lead because. Your mind is nearly made up in my head anyway. In that you, you have to sit in and protect what you have and let them come at you a bit. I would say, and maybe hit them on the break or whatever. But um, uh, I look like you said, it's there for us. But we just have to be, uh, we just have to be uh, be mindful that if we do concede early, that it's not uh, it's not the end of the world. You know, that we still have uh, still have we still have the full game to go. Because like, yeah, we will get chances, like yeah. I just don't know is 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 the is the is the smaller pitch is that going to suit us? Will it be for us or is it going to suit us or is it going to suit them? And I suppose another thing I would be concerned about is if they do go direct, like you know, um, like what Ballad did, if if they're kind of get a bit more agricultural, if you like, how are we going to cope with that? You know. I nearly do with Ollie Horgan and bring the sidelines in, make it as small as possible. Would you, Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> and grow yeah, the grass. Yeah. Let the grass. Let the grass grow. It's going to be a bad idea. But um, yeah, look, it's it's yeah. I suppose you can. I suppose even like I can hear hear it in their own voices when we're talking about. We're a little bit anxious more so than normal. Well, that's. But that's that's not a bad thing either. Like you know, and I'm sure, like even for the players, like you know, you need to feed off that. And if they're if you're not anxious as a fan, if you're not anxious about a game like this, then you should be supporting a football team. And as a player, if you're not anxious about a game like this, then you should be playing football. You might as well just give it up. So that's do you know what I mean. Uh, I'd rather, 
I'd rather be playing than, than watching it. Yeah. It's an absolute, it's an absolute torture watching it. Yeah. And, and, and any player will tell you that. Yeah. And then you, co- you you feel like you've played after the game anyway. Yeah. I was fucking <laughs> wrecked after the last game. Seriously. Jesus. I don't sleep on the bus on the way home and everything. Yeah. Right, lads. Uh, just one more thing, I suppose, is that as well as the Motherwell game this week, there's a cup game on Sunday against Wexford. Donald, the proud history of the Cup Stiger Rovers hasn't been that proud. Well, I suppose apart from the first round really in Buckley, but it's a chance now to get through to the next round with the game against Wexford on Sunday. It's a chance, Ronan, but um, again, look at get, get over Thursday night and uh, get over Thursday night. But we have to go into that game totally focused as well. Like you have Dinny Corcoran there. Um, I was reading a couple of bits of a couple of bits and pieces about uh, about Wexford as well, and like they're no slouches, you know. Um, I I forget who they played at the weekend. Was it Cork City they were playing the weekend or was it Waterford? I think oh. it was Waterford. I think it might have been Waterford. I might have been. I'm not. Too, I'm not too sure, but I, they were only just beaten. I think it was one nil. I think it was might have been Cork. Might have been no. You better take that out as well. Ah, yeah. mm. But do you know what? You, you know, you can take notes. Look, this could be an unbelievable week, right? Going forward. You, if we win, if we, if we get through against Motherwell, we'll beat Wexford, right? If we go out against Motherwell, I'd be worried about Wexford. So it can either be a great week or a fucking awful week. Someone mentioned to me earlier about um, they're worried, like going over to Motherwell. About if we to lo- if we to lose going over the mother uh, in Motherwell, it would nearly be in a mirror image of last year, where leading into the European game we lost a couple of games. We had way lost in Europe. Came here and the second night we put out, then we had the first division team at home in the cup. The few days later, and it was just so they were saying like it's nearly like a mirror image. Only for hopefully this year it'll be uh, a reversal in fortunes where we go through in Europe and through in the cup and. Uh, it'll be happy days all around for everyone. Before we go though, Ron, can I just have a few, a few, a few shout-outs? Um, first of all, to Jerry, our, our very own Jerry here on the show, for all the organisation of uh, pubs and buses and everything in Wales and in Scotland, and to Gary McLean as well, uh, and the DSC, the, the Dublin Supporters Club, for all the work they've done and bought European trips so far. Like it's just it was an organization of everything it was just unreal and it made like such an event and thing for all the fans. Like I was just thinking we were getting on the bus in Glasgow, heading for Motherwell. Like, can you imagine the chaos and the carnage if there was that many hundreds of them trying to get out to Motherwell on buses and taxis and all that kind of stuff? It just wouldn't have Pellas would have missed the game and it wouldn't have been the same crack and it would have been under pressure and all that kind of stuff. And so stuff like that, what Glasgow organized buses and pubs and everything, really made it for the fans, I think. Um, so a huge shout out to them and a big shout out to um, Daniel Lang who at the last minute on Tuesday night uh, rescued me because I wasn't going anywhere I had no passport and in fairness to him he uh, texted the, the group Jerry had the tweet on Twitter and said he had a space open if I wanted to go like so um, fair welcome like, otherwise I would have been sitting at home so very much appreciated and uh, it was an unbelievable two days so I'm really glad he did it what about our predictions? Oh, yes. <laughs> predictions, oh, no, don't, do it, don't do it. Don't do Very it. What's your prediction? I think it'll be one all and we go 3 2 1. 
Magoo. I I can't I can't I just can't I can't bring myself to say anything. I'm afraid of fucking up. Donald. Uh, I'm gonna go for a scoreless draw. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, Donald! <laughs> <laughs> I'd be wrong after about two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Right, lads. What about you, Ronan? Uh, I'd say maybe 1 1 as well, Jerry. Maybe that might yeah. be happy. That. Who scores first, Ronan? Us or them? Us. Oh, that's all right, so all of you. That'll calm people. <laughs> right. That concludes episode 70. Thanks, Jerry. Cheers, Ron. Thanks, Magoo. Cheers, Ronan. Thank, boys. thank you, Donald. Cheers, Ronan. Cheers, lads. When Sean McGrover's got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two and up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud, and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. One, one. Yeah.